0: Lifeway. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders, and I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to the One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid, practical ministry tip in 15 minutes. That's the promise that hmm. we aim to do. It's not get very often. Uh, but we've come back from holidays, so Derek, I want to hear uh, about your holidays.
1: Well, look, I was meant to go to Sydney, but that didn't happen because of COVID. Um, we thought we were all sitting pretty up here in Brisbane, and then we got locked down. You know how yeah. the mighty fallen. So, look, it was okay. I'm feeling rested. How about you?
0: You're looking well. well yeah, the northern the northern beaches outbreak got me. Uh, I was on a plane with someone who had COVID, so I had I had a fourteen. But, day quarantine so i got to quarantine for 14 days over christmas and new year's what a fun what a fun experience for an extrovert (laughs) yes indeed now the one thing is a podcast brought to you by geneva push the australian church planning network but for now you've pressed play on processing big life moments
1: so we've got uh, Peter Moore on today, who uh, who some of you might know very well. He coaches probably half the ministers across Australia, is my suspicion. But here, here are the things that Peter does. He's a Presbyterian minister. He currently vests in coaching pastors all across Australia. Uh, he also works with Geneva Push and Rick Australia, supervising coaches throughout our uh, national network for that. And he teaches, as we'll talk about a little bit in this podcast, teaches a mentoring course at SMBC and BST. So it is great to have Peter on Uh, to talk about this today. Now, one of the things as you're leading teams, whether that's a paid staff team whether it's uh, teams of volunteers in your church or whether it's people who are leading in church who are leading teams as well, that you want to do, we don't just lead in order to get stuff done. Uh, We want to see people loved and cared for and discipled and grown like Jesus. And part of that is processing stuff in a healthy way, in a theologically rigorous way, uh, in a deep, meaningful way together as a community, Um, uh, things that have happened to us. And so one of the things we've invited Peter Moore on today, and we'll introduce him in just a second, to talk to us about is how it is when we're leading teams and when we're leading people, um, while we we want to... uh, push them and encourage them and nurture them to get the job done that we're calling them to do. How is it along that we take time out to help them process the difficulties of ministry, the struggles of life? Um, I, he, I've asked Peter to come on and give us a tool for how to do that in all different contexts. Peter Moore, welcome.
0: That's great to be here. Nice to see you guys. It's good to yeah. see you too, Peter. I've got to say I'm not, I'm not the best at this sort of stuff, this whole sort of reflection stuff. And looking back, I kind of just keep running forward and pushing, pushing into the next thing rather than going, oh, let's, let's process what happened in the last 24 hours. I'm like, no, let's just keep moving forward.
2: <laughs> it is hard to slow a conversation down, even for ourselves, but even harder, I think, to know how to help another person slow down and really listen to themselves, listen to their own hearts and listen to God as mm-hmm. they think through something significant that's happened to them. It could be an event like, perhaps a bit of a trauma in ministry. They may have been savaged by somebody after church who didn't like something, uh, who knows what, uh, and they're processing the hurtful things that were said to them. Um, They could be processing a decision, a significant decision about making a move, um, maybe move to another role somewhere else, um, helping people and even couples So what I'm sharing with you today, you could do with an individual or you could do with a couple or even a team, I suppose. But we probably need to focus, by way of example, just on um, a single individual that you want to help slow down and think through and feel and listen to God about this issue in their life.
1: So can I ask you, Peter, when we've been speaking in the past about this, one of the things you mentioned as we were talking about it was having a, a... a contract, now I'm using bunny ears, you can't see that in the podcast, but some sort of contract with the person you're talking to before launching into using this tool. Can you just unpack that for me?
2: Yeah, so contract is a word that they use in chaplaincy ministry. Um, and I suppose chaplaincy is a good example. You rock up to a complete stranger, say in a nursing home or a hospital, and then you want to have a deep and meaningful conversation with them where they get really vulnerable and share Their hearts as well as their thoughts, um, and even reflect on what they think God has to say to them about uh, their current situation. You can't just do that, you need a contract, what they call a contract. I think if you're a a team leader in a ministry context, your staff members don't necessarily want to be that vulnerable. Um, They may be willing to. It may be a wonderful blessing for them if you facilitate this sort of slow conversation, but you need a contract to do that. Permission, basically, Uh, earnest, honest permission to go deep and to be vulnerable.
0: So, Peter, um, that's really helpful. Can you describe for us the tool?
2: Uh, So I've got two different examples and there's a handout that goes with this podcast. And if I can just start with a less intense version, Uh, in the last 12 months I had the opportunity of helping a guy with his wife actually, process a significant life decision where there was a real sense that he and his wife weren't on the same page and they were both feeling rushed into a decision. And so I took the opportunity of having a slowed conversation with this couple. And you'll see there on the handout, I actually broke it into six points. And what I like to do is if I've actually got this, this couple or this individual in my office... I put six bits of paper out on the floor and I get the people to actually stand each, each, sorry, each piece of paper's got a label on it. And I get the people to stand on each piece of paper as we address the question on that um, paper page, which is a step in the slow conversation. And there's something about doing this with our bodies that helps people to really stop and think and process. So we're very embodied creatures, we're human beings. We tend to be pretty cerebral, but when we start doing things with our bodies like this, standing on labels in a circle on the floor, it makes us think more about our holistic response to questions. And you'll see the the six questions I came up with in that case. How close do you each feel to a decision? Rank that from one to 10 for your heart, And your head how close do you feel with your heart to making a decision you know nine would be i've basically made the decision i just haven't told anybody yet Um, my heart's very it's really convicted one would be i've only just heard about this as a possibility i haven't processed anything Um, and i asked them head and then heart or heart then head Um, the second one you'll see there is how needy are you for a decision Are they feeling a kind of a real impulse to move ahead? And that's great opportunity for a couple to listen to each other um, and share about how they're feeling. Then I've got, before a decision to move, you need a decision to leave. How attached do you feel where you are now with the head and with the heart? And then you'll see, you can read on. Um, Let's consider the role which you've applied for, the pros and cons. Let's look at other options and let's talk about the next steps. So it's basically walking the couple through each of these phases and giving them the opportunity of listening to themselves and to each other, both the head and the heart. So that's my first example.
0: So, Peter, why, why, do, you go, why do you go with the heart and then the, the head?
2: If, if you start with the head, you might get a more holistic answer, which is not necessarily... They haven't really reflected... Um, If you start with the heart, and I always say, let's start with the heart, then we'll go with the head. Um, I like the idea that without having expressed reservations, intellectual reservations to what they're feeling, they're able to just blurt out what they're feeling, Mm -hmm. knowing that they can, you know, they can um, reframe it with their thinking. It just seems to work better for me if you ask for the heart first you'll see that in the second model that i'm using it's very much like that it starts with a with the heart
1: now your second example peter
2: the second example is um, the theological reflection model the six questions are first context second emotion third image fourth theology fifth god's presence and sixth insight and action the first question is the context they have to Talk about the immediate general context where the event occurred and what actually happened. Then you get them to pause. There's always a wisdom pause between each step. You just get them to stand there silently for a few moments, let them think and just process what they've said, just so that they can actually listen to themselves. Then you get them to move on to the second um, label, which is emotion and you get them to describe the things that they felt and also maybe even to talk about how their body was impacted then you have another pause and then you invite them to move to the third label and they you ask them to give you a helpful image or metaphor that captures that sums up the experience um, you know it could be the image of a deer in the headlights for example or a um, scalded child and again there's a wisdom pause, and then you ask them to reflect on the fourth point, which is theology. So from what they know from scripture and what they know of God, what do they believe God's truth has to say to them, and particularly the gospel, about this event? Then you get them to move on to the fifth label, which is about God's presence. Uh, What was their sense, what is their sense of how God was present to them in the event, did they feel like he was there with him, with them? And then finally, after another wisdom pause, um, you ask them about insight and action. Are there things that they've realized, insights they've gained, is there action that they need to take? This is on the final point. Now, with each of these six points, often I will be actually popping down little labels around where they're standing on little bits of paper, just to record the essence. I have a lot of post-it notes in my office when I'm doing these slow conversations and I whack these down around or even stick them to the label. So that's basically the process. I mean, I would start with prayer and conclude with prayer if I was facilitating that kind of
1: slow conversation. So we need to be, in in using this, as well we need to be careful because we're not no most of us are not counselors we might be theologically trained we still want to care people and there are limits to what we can do and we need to have wisdom to know where to encourage people to actually seek professional help with this we're not we're not counselors we need to be careful but it is a very very helpful tool this one uh, for helping people dig into what in gospel ministry at every point there are challenges and stresses that we want to process well If you were to say to people, uh, Peter, what is is the one thing uh, around this tool or around this concept that you would want to leave them with, what is it?
2: Be bold to take opportunities to walk people through a slow conversation where they have to actually work out what their feelings are about a thing that's happened in their life
0: and what God is saying to them.
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to throw to Scott. What's in the toolbox today, Scott?
0: Well, we'll put a link in the show notes to the paper or the PDF that describes the tool. And so you'll have those two worked examples as well to, uh, to go through. Uh, the second thing that we'd like you to do is actually practice the tool. Go away and, and, and contract with someone. So ask permission to, to do this. Uh, but actually use the tool with someone straight away. And you you might actually reflect on it and use it, you know, personally uh, yourself to be thinking through a a ministry decision or a ministry conversation that you've just had as well. And in, uh, the final one is uh, Peter mentioned that he does this as part of his Christian mentoring course. So we'll just put a link in the show notes uh,
1: to the Christian mentoring course. Excellent. Well, listen, if you have liked what you've heard today, go on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use and rate us. But that's all from us today. I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon. soon.